0: The hard shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. But as I mentioned early. Or uh, the Barbenheimer, a uh, so called blockbuster box office weekend upon us as well. So, after much publication uh, 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 and publicity, rather, uh, Greta Gerwig's Barbie movie and Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer have both hit the big screens at the same time across the country today. And our reporter Sarah Madden has been chatting to cinema comers and goers to hear what film they're seeing and whether the hype is real
1: oh my gosh okay yes so this entire outfit is obviously inspired by Barbie I have Barbie earrings pink glasses you know I have the fuchsia like Barbie pants yeah, I just passed like four people with Barbie t-shirts on my way up here and we're all just giving each other a little nod on the way it <laughs> amazing
0: we're talking about going to see Barbie and Oppenheimer tomorrow on the one day we, we don't know which order we're going to do it in yet which would be more messed up <laughs> but um we are actually going to see Oppenheimer now first and then we are going for a few drinks and then we're going to see Barbie in the evening
1: okay so you're doing the doublet.
0: We're doing the doublet, yeah, doing the
1: doublet.
0: Oppenheimer. We were saying Barbieheimer. <laughs> I think there's nothing quite like seeing on the big screen, you know? And there's a kind of whole atmosphere and the whole hassle about getting tickets.
1: Get yourself into cinema while you still can.
0: No, we are going to in the movie on 420 now. The last two tickets. The last two tickets because they're <laughs> sold out.
1: I think I'm most excited about Oppenheimer. I think that's going to be you know, the movie I watch again and again. What have you heard? What are your expectations? I've, I've specifically not heard anything. I have been avoiding all media and everything I can about it. So for me, like, I grew up on Barbie. Like, you know, those early 2000s, really crappy CGI, like, Barbie Fairytopia movies. Okay, so that was my childhood. The dolls, at 12 Dancing Princesses, Princess and the Pauper. So I'm hoping there'll be some, like, references to those, cla- like, what I associate with the classic Barbie movies.
0: Well, I grew up on Heyman. So I hope it's something similar to that, like you know? <laughs> yeah. I like Ryan Gosling. He's a humble kind of guy.
1: Did you just see the Barbie movie? Yes. yes we have, yeah. Okay, tell me what it was like.
0: You know, Ken's amazing in the movie, you know, honestly, you know, like I, I like like his arc, the way the thing happened, you know, like and you know, I thought it was going to be much more like for children or something like that, you know, and and it was really like on a different level, you know, like yeah. The movie just catch me. It's I understand her, I see myself in Barbie sometimes. What do you want to see? Big Barbie. Are you excited? Yeah. Like, couldn't wait for it to come out. And what are you most looking forward to yourself? Ryan Gosling. <laughs> All right, some of the views there uh, shared by the cinema going public to our own Sarah Madden. John Fardy is with me, presenter of Screen Time. So, John, where will we start? Oppenheimer or Barbie? Are you not going to welcome me to Kilkenny for us? No. Oh, sorry, you're very, very welcome to Kilkenny. John on his way actually with Bobby Kerr, uh, who we're going to hear from a little bit later this hour, uh, down to Watford um, because you're uh, broadcasting uh from reginald's tower tomorrow very much
1: waterford now
0: you're happy now you've got your much better much better all right now back to the cinema where do you want to start
1: i want to start with oppenheimer because i think it's the better film now i'm not not saying barbie's a bad film but we've been in this hype syndrome for the last three months that barbie is just this incredible film and unfortunately it's not it's not bad but it's not kind of what i was led to believe it would be so what's it about what's the concept so Margot Robbie, who is sensational in it, by the way, and she plays Barbie. And I don't think anyone else in the world could play it. She looks like you imagine a Barbie would be. So the movie begins with her in Barbie land. And Barbie land is this intriguing place where it's full of Barbies, all sorts of different Barbies, weird Barbie, a Barbie who's in a wheelchair, a Barbie who's president. Women, females are in charge, and the Kens, the men, are just these bit players. and that's the reality of Barbie land and it's very well shot it looks like kind of Disneyland it's weird it's beguiling and then Margot Robbie's Barbie gets this kind of existential dread which you never thought you'd say about Barbie dolls Mm. and she starts thinking about death so then she goes off to the real world with Ken, played brilliantly as well by Ryan Gosling and they enter the real world and they're going to go to Mattel and track down the maker of Barbie. So there's a lot of fish out of water drama. And then they go back to Barbie land and things are a bit weird. So for the first half of the movie in Barbie land, I was really with it and I really enjoyed it. But then it just gets a bit muddled now, they're trying to make very valid points about how hard it is to be a girl and a woman and how hard it is to live up to this view of Barbiedom. And that's great and that needs to be applauded. But I think they've slightly forgotten to make a good movie around that in places, unfortunately. And it gives me no pleasure to say that because any movie that's attempting to, you know, get women more front and center, and particularly in Hollywood, has to be applauded. But there's one point where Barbie connects with uh, an actress called America Ferrara is her name. Yeah. Who's the reason why- Who's in Ugly Betty. Exactly. And she's the reason why Barbie's having existential dread, because in real life, she's having issues with her daughter. but. Kind of three quarters at the end of the movie she gives this monologue about how hard it is to be the perfect woman or the perfect anything and that's great and that needs to be applauded but it's this monologue out of nowhere and that needed more of a story to it why she was saying that so there's some really clever ideas in this But they forgot to write half of the movie i feel slightly i still think it's worth going okay but it's just a bit muddled and it wasn't what i was promised it was going to be the first half was i didn't think the second half was so if you were asking me for stars I'd say three out of five.
0: Okay. So we said we'd start with Oppenheimer. Um, <laughs> I refused. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've done a good job so far. Um, so, okay, three stars out of five, 60%, a passing grade, a yeah. more than passing grade. Yeah, absolutely. I see something. If you went
1: to this tonight in the cinema here in Kilkenny, I think you would enjoy it. I just don't think you would go wow I've been hearing about this movie for months that was a real trip you know
0: might I say that about Oppenheimer
1: I think so I think so and I want to tell you one bizarre irony about me going to see a movie all about a man h- harnessing power and energy that's three hours long there was a power cut so I was in the cinema for four hours in the IFI Boy. last Wednesday there's a power <laughs> cut on dame Street. but anyway I grinned and bear it this is Wonderful movie making, right? This is a dense story about a man who, you know, was certainly the most influential person in inventing the atomic bomb, right? And it's a long story of his partially early life and then what he was like in the Manhattan Project, and then what his life was like after that, particularly in the 50s, when America went after him for being supposedly un-American and all that. Yeah, parts. so
0: he kind of got caught up in McCarthyism and yes. the House Un-American Activities yeah, Committee.
1: Yeah, the for some reason they call it something different in this movie. I may have missed what that <laughs> title was, but he was in the dock for all sorts of reasons in the 50s, but mostly because he flirted with communism and that's all he did, according to this movie. And so this is a dense topic, but yet for a three movie I was gripped the whole
0: way Really, because the three hour now that's I know it puts me off
1: I know but man you can't take your eyes off it it ratchets up up until the detonation of the bomb in the desert and there's about 40 minutes of the most tense viewing I've experienced yeah. in a long time maybe ever you know
0: and is Killian Murphy as good as people say
1: absolutely superb it, it it's he's gone de niro he's gone maybe that's not fair to say but he has gone deep in this because he's oppenheimer and oppenheimer was a very complicated fellow you know not terribly faithful to the people in his life romantically could be quite short with people wanted to do something very mean to one of his college professors then had incredible guilt about this thing that he wanted to Create and then we saw what happened to the thing he helped create, and he was riddled with guilt about it. He is absolutely brilliant. It's a career performance. Robert Downey Jr. plays this kind of politico who comes after, yeah, him, who is brilliant. Is he? I didn't.
0: It's <laughs> terrible. I didn't know he was in it until I saw a press photo the other day. I know with Downey Jr. and I kind of thought, was he just at the red carpet or?
1: <laughs> no, I know. And you think should he not be lost in some Iron Man movie? Yeah. Because he hasn't done himself that many favors in recent years, but he is back. He is brilliant in this as well.
0: So like it's, he's kind of fallen into the trap as well of always playing Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, absolutely. And it started I think with um Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's a great yeah. movie, but he kind of plays himself and then has subsequently continued to play. Yeah,
1: himself. in Doolittle and Tony Stark yeah. and all that stuff. So he's brilliant at this. I I think there's a couple of Oscars coming out of this. I would say he will get supporting actor, if not best actor. And Robert Downey G- or uh, Killian Murphy will definitely uh, be nominated for a, a, a best actor, I think, and should probably win it. I know it's early in the year.
0: Uh, so th- Christopher Nolan made this. How yeah. Christopher Nolan y is it? I mean, yeah. y- you know, On the spectrum of uh, kind of,
1: it's very long and there's tenet at
0: one end. Oh,
1: yeah, tenet
0: was memento at the other.
1: Yeah, it's 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 it could be his best film yet. Wow, and that's a bold statement. Yeah, I don't know what your favorite one is. Mine is still to this day *The Dark Knight*, uh, which I think is brilliant. But tenet really left me cold because that was right after COVID, or we got back into the cinema and everyone's so excited, and then it was kind of a mess. This is absolutely brilliant. I
0: loved *Memento*. Yeah, brilliant. Really did. And I think it stands up to repeated viewing.
1: It definitely does, it definitely does.
0: All right, Uh, so five, four Four, and a half? Four,
1: four, 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 four and a half. Five is just like, does every child deserve a biscuit? I don't know, I don't know if I can give five (laughs) stars to anything. Four and a half, I guess, four to four and a half. It's brilliant, you won't regret it. You will enjoy Barbie. It just wasn't what I thought it was gonna be.
0: All right, listen, John, an absolute pleasure and thank you so much for that. Thank you, Kieran.